Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and I will be your host. And with me, I have Father Eli. Father, how are you doing today, Father Eli? Real good. Good to be with you, Daniel. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, likewise. Um, how, how is the week going? Well, good, good, uh, especially that I just found out that this is our 50th uh, podcast show. Yes. That's, yep. a, that's a big, big uh, moment in, in the week. So yeah, yeah. Uh, for all of our listeners, welcome and thank you. Uh, yeah, what's going on? We have confirmation tonight. So tonight is Wednesday. Yeah, so the, the second round of confirmation. Second round, yeah. So uh, we kind of split it in half just so we could split up the, the, the group and make it fit in the, the spaces that we have allowed right now. Um, we've got a couple funerals. Father Bill did one today. I've got one on Saturday. I think there's another one on Saturday, but it's at a funeral home. So there's, there's yeah, that, I mean, that's just part of parish life that not everybody always is aware of either, that people need to get buried. They, uh, mm-hmm. you know, especially in this time, it's kind of tricky for families just to decide what they're going to do. But um, I think we're getting to the point where people are more comfortable doing a funeral, even if it's just a smaller one. So that's good. Um, what else? Oh, uh, we had our uh, a little parish staff retreat yesterday. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, I we mean, had just a little half day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Ended with a taco bar, which was exciting. Everybody was excited, I could tell. Yes. Yeah, so. no, I think that was the highlight of the yeah of the day was yeah. the taco bar yeah so no it was good to pray together and just talk through some things and um yeah just give everybody a chance to just talk about how the last few months have been for them i mean i've only been here a month but yeah just to process a little bit i think that was healthy and good so yeah i was glad for that opportunity to hear where people are at uh what's everyone oh yeah and an, an announcement an announcement big announcement yeah um so september 13th, 13th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thir- September 13th we're going to be having an outdoor mass an outdoor mass you say yeah. so so that that will be pretty fun um and a nice little kind of opportunity um to one kind of be able to uh invite people who haven't been back to mass right um to to come back in a way that hopefully that they're comfortable with you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who uh, haven't been back yet, um, just because of you know they're they're really trying to, they're you know just being very cautious and um, coming into like an enclosed building isn't really what they want to do right now, sure, um, sure. which uh, which you know we uh, can respect. So so this is something that you know hopefully uh, if people don't want to you know come inside in in the church, um, you know ho- maybe they can come and join us out on the lawn and you know yeah. be able to to distance at their own kind of their own. Uh, comfort yeah level they might be all the way across the lawn they might be uh close to a friend or yeah that's kind of the the beauty of an outdoor mass i guess it's not my preference because sometimes it's windy or rainy hopefully we have nice weather for that day but but there are there's the advantage right now of like uh, space is not a problem you know so the other thing is you can you don't have to be worried like oh is there going to be enough space am i going to take somebody's space that sort of thing so yeah, so we're actually we're, we're pl- replacing the 11 o'clock mass that weekend with this outdoor mass. So it'll be the same place, just outside rather than inside. Um, and yeah, it's an opportunity to invite back people who uh, who haven't been back yet. Maybe have been kind of want, thinking about it, but haven't quite pulled the trigger. So it's kind of just an opportunity to 
to say, hey, come on back if you'd like. So, yeah. 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 And ho- hopefully, yeah, we hopefully we get some good weather. And if not, I think the plan right now is just to push it back a week. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And we're, yeah, we're just going to do it out uh, kind of the green space, kind of behind the rectory there. Or are we going to. Yeah, we're still working on it. I think we're right now the talk has been like by the Mary Garden okay. in that area, but like have like half on the lawn. And then if people are more comfortable sitting on the pavement, they can do that too. Like we'll sure. cone off an area there so that for some people like footing could be a, an issue or, oh, yeah. you know, so bring your own lawn chair sort of thing, you know, or your blanket or your whatever, whatever you want to sit on. Mm-hmm. So. Tailgate mass. Tailgate mass. Yeah. So yeah, um, that'll be great. So yeah, September 13th, 11 a.m. St. Lawrence yeah. parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Come on by. So great. Um, well, father, would you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for bringing us here uh, to have this opportunity to speak and uh, to share about the liturgy and to uh, just maybe help our parishioners understand the different ways that we celebrate the liturgy. Um, thank you also, Lord, for, for just um, my time here. It's been a blessing to get to know people, and I've really enjoyed it, and I'm grateful for all the support of the staff and, and the people here. And, uh, yeah, just ask your blessing on them, especially any who may be struggling with anything right now. We just lift them up in prayer and ask our Blessed Mother uh, to watch over them, protect them always, as we, we always ask for her, her prayers and intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great. Thank you, Father. Um, All right. So, yes, this week we're going to be talking about um, the liturgy. Nice. And uh, just talking about the liturgy would be a pretty pretty broad topic. So many things to cover. So many things to cover. And uh, and that's something that... uh, Something that I, I've actually been thinking about a lot, kind of like the last years, like okay, well, how do we, as a parish, live liturgically? Mm. Um, and so I think this is a series that we kind of do periodically, kind of jump back and you know talk about some different aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but today specifically, we're going to talk about the different kinds of mass. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but the yeah, yeah, the that, different like levels of mass. I don't yeah. know how would you how would you describe that? Yeah, I, I think that gets the point across. I think yeah. um, that's the um, I always talk about like the terrain or the um, what's the word topographical sort of feature of the mass, like where yeah. you are. You know, sometimes like today is just a ordinary time Wednesday, an ordinary time. There's no saint. There's no optional. There's nothing, you know, it's just a day in ordinary time, which we would call technically a ferial day. A ferial day? Yeah, just okay. like very simple, uh, nothing nothing out of the ordinary, no glorias, no creeds, nothing like that. There's going to be a an, a reading probably from the Old Testament, a psalm, and a gospel passage, you know, just that's the readings and prayers, and it's pretty simple. And usually, and not every parish, but a lot of parishes, the Mass for a daily Mass is... 20 somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 minutes usually some are a little bit more some guys are really quick if they're irish maybe they can get it done in 15 (laughs) minutes i don't know so yeah yeah it usually depends on the length of the homily yes right yes (laughs) 
it's a uh, yeah those priests can talk a lot sometimes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah so so there's so that's kind of the 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 base level the ground level mm-hmm. yeah right that'd be the the foundation yes yeah so th- that's the lowest level of mass celebration if you want to call it that yeah yeah and then um going the next step up from that yeah so there's something called an optional memorial which would be for a saint typically um like yesterday uh i believe was optional memorial for saint louis king of Uh, france yes and there was also a priest saint john i want to say it started with a c but i can't remember i always do saint louis because i like saint louis um so yeah, the, an optional memorial is just a day where the, you might change the prayers of the day. So instead of you know, the the what's called the collect, so the prayer that the priest prays at the beginning, if you're an altar server or a regular parishioner, you might just the cue is when the priest says, "Let us pray." There's that prayer at the beginning, and the prayer at the end, after the prayer after communion, um, where he says, "Let us pray." So there's those two prayers, and then there's the prayer over the gifts. So those three prayers and the antiphons, which are sung or read um, would be different. Everything else could be the same. So an optional memorial, typically the readings can be just the same as they would have been. You can, there are optional readings that you can also pull in for like a, a martyr or a, uh, this would be from the common of holy men or the common of holy women, depending on who the saint is. So you, there's some kind of like general readings that you can pull in. I typically like to stick with the 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 normal lectionary just because there's sort of a a rhythm to it so like you're reading through a certain book and if you are interrupting it all the time it's kind of hard to keep keep with it you know so um but yeah there's there's there are optionals for the optional memorial so yeah and so something that um with that does that kind of depend on like your country too because uh, i would assume like yes. like so yesterday was you know louis right. king of france i'm yeah. sure in france that's not an optional memorial yeah probably right? paris. in paris they probably are they probably were celebrating it like more i don't know i don't know if it'd be a solemnity or not i don't, I don't know i was never in france for any of those but um yeah there'd be depending on like let's think of one for us um we don't have a lot of saints in our country that are in the canon or that are in the um you know the calendar um, but maybe we could use the example of one of our holy days is um, the Immaculate Conception, and she, Our Lady, under that title is the patroness of North America. So for us, it's a solemnity. It's even a holy day of obligation. Um, whereas in other countries, it might not be. Sure, they, they probably would still celebrate the Immaculate Conception, but they might not do it to the same level. I'm not sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like yeah, and I'm sure like. Our Lady of Guadalupe looks a lot different in Mexico right. than in Norway. Right, right. Very right. good. Yeah, so in Mexico, I'm sure it's like a big deal. For us, unless you have Latinos in your congregation, a lot of people are kind of like, well, well, we have heard of Our Lady of Guadalupe, but they don't yeah. like get into it. Like, So um, I think that's one that's an awesome feast and awesome. But everybody kind of has their own favorites, and that's kind of the beauty of the calendar is like, you get excited for certain days. Mm-hmm. You have a bond with this particular saint or this feast or whatever. So, um, yeah. So optional memorials would vary. And also, uh, I think, well, I don't know about memorials. So the next level up is a memorial, yeah. which is you're sort of obligated to do it unless something else trumps it. Um, so uh, uh, 
a memorial? Um, is this usually a saint that's more kind of widespread in the church or has had a bigger, bigger impact or, or something like that? I'm trying to think of the last one we had. Um, I should have brought my Magnificat, but um, yeah, there's, there's different levels of um, things. Like a, a memorial would be just something that the church kind of all, all across the world is going to celebrate and you're obliged to do it unless something else trumps it. So, um, but again, same sort of thing in terms of the prayers. There's going to be a set of prayers, a set of um, antiphons. Although for a memorial or an obligatory memorial, you will have typically the whole set of prayers. Whereas, like Saint King, uh, Saint Louis of France, he has the collect, which is the first prayer, and then the others you pull from the common. So that you'd use those prayers for other holy men, like, um, could be uh, another saint that would use the same prayers except for the collect, which is just the opening prayer. So sometimes, like, if you're the priest reading the missal, this might be too much information for people, but if you're reading (laughs) the prayer, there'll be just an N with a period, which just name, you name the saint. So I've had the awkward moment in times mass where you're, like, celebrating the mass, and then you forget who's saint, who the saint is of the day, and you get to that part, and you're like, oh, who's who's the person? And so then you have to quick look or whatever. That's always embarrassing, but um, but then so for a memorial, typically the, all three of the prayers will be in there. So the collect, the prayer of the offerings, and the prayer after communion will all be written in one spot in the missal. So um, the Queenship of Mary was the there. There it is. Most that recent was Saturday. Yeah. Uh, most recent memorial. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the handmaid's a big day for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yes, so that, that's, that's a memorial. Next up. Yeah, next up is, uh, feasts. Feasts, yes. Yeah, and so, so feasts are, um, yeah, so I guess, how would you explain the difference between a feast and a memorial? Because, so let's just say, for example, uh, the memorial of John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like in kind of just like our common Catholic language, we're like, oh, today is J- JPT's feast day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that oh, good point? Yes. So is that is that wrong or is that just like mm-hmm. on like a liturgical level? Is it different? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good point because we say that all the time, right? Whoa, it's today is so-and-so's feast day. Um, that's kind of uh, so in, in liturgical language when we're trying to distinguish the level of a celebration, so like how how much we're celebrating. Part of this had to do too with like um, back in the day when you would fast or whatever, like what you, like if you're really attuned to this, you'd be like, well, it's a feast day today, so I'm going to be able to eat sweets or I'm going to have meat or whatever, like, or it's, you know, it f- fell on a Friday this year, so I'm going to eat, um, I'm going to eat meat on this Friday because it's a feast day. So a feast would be like, in this in this parlance or this way we're using the word, it's like a level of celebration. Whereas we, if we just say, "Oh, it's so and so's feast day," typically what we're just saying is it's the, the day we celebrate this person and the day that mm-hmm. the church commemorates this person. So it's a little bit sloppy in English. I think we probably in other languages they might have a different word, but we just kind of use the same word and we have two different meanings. So it's a little bit yeah, we kind of conflate the two meanings together sometimes, and it's a little confusing. So it's sure, a good sure. point. It's a very excellent point, Daniel. Thank you. Um, and another, uh, some, so when a feast day comes along, so typically like apostles are feasts. Um, uh, Mary Magdalene was made a feast by Pope Francis not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago. 
We have the Exaltation of the Cross, September 14th coming up. Um, so these sort of things, it's like a, the next level up, we have a Gloria. Every time there's a feast, there's a Gloria. Um, there's usually just still one set of readings, like just uh, a reading. Uh, sometimes the reading is from the New Testament, though, especially for yeah. the apostles or something like that, because they'll try to catch like a, a snippet of Scripture that has this person in it. Um, mm-hmm. That's why most uh, most of the time, I think almost everybody that's a feast in proper meaning of the word, like an apostle or Mary Magdalene, I don't think there's anybody uh, else that gets uh, a feast because there, there's no particular readings to them, at least. I, I can't think of anybody. Um, so they'll try to catch a piece of scripture with that person at it or whatever. And a lot of times on a feast, you're, you're obliged to use those readings, that reading set. So, But yeah, you'll have a, a first reading, a psalm, a gospel reading, etc., and the antiphons, of course. So, but yeah, that's sort of the next thing. So when you at daily mass, a lot of people don't go to daily mass, so they don't understand the, these things. Like we go to Sunday mass every time we go to mass, so it looks the same. It looks you you lose kind of the 3D effect in a sense of like, oh, there's different levels of celebration because every time we go, it's Sunday, which is a solemnity, which is the highest. So that's what we'll get to. But so it looks the same. We have a creed, we have a Gloria, we have. A reading from the Old Testament, a reading from the New Testament, a psalm, and a gospel. You know, so we have all these things. So we don't necessarily tune into the differences. If you start to go to daily mass, especially regularly, you'll start to see like, okay, there's different levels of celebration. So that might be just a good thing to mention. Yeah, yeah, and I think because um, also with that, I mean, you do going throughout like the year, just on Sundays, you see the priests wear all the different vestments and the different colors. Yeah. Like you do kind of see that over time, mm-hmm. but it, it is cool when you, when you're going like a lot, like very regularly during the day yeah. or during the weekdays to see like, Oh, like today's like today is a martyr memorial yeah. or something like yeah. that because like the priest is wearing red yeah. Yeah. and then we're like, Oh, um, like today is just an ordinary day. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to see, to see that. Like, I guess that's just one example of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you get cued into that, yeah. So, like in in Lent, for instance, we don't we don't do Gloria, yes, but uh, and we don't do the Alleluia. But in Advent, we do the Alleluia, but we don't do the Gloria. So these these little subtle things that if you're very Catholic or very maybe I shouldn't say very Catholic, if if you're attuned to these things, you're you'll you'll recognize them. Um, so you'll kind of recognize the seasons. You'll recognize these little differences, these subtle things that the Church is trying to say. Hey, it's different. There's something new or something going on, because for the most part, mass really feels the same every week. If you just kind of go and you don't really think about stuff too much, it really feels the same. Like, but really, the music should be different. The uh, the sort of the solemnity or the tone of of mass during different seasons is different. So there's there's these subtle things that, if we do them well, help to kind of bring out the texture of the year. If we just do the same every week, then it, we kind of lose that um, that feel. So the church tries to encourage us to to have that textured feel to the year. So we kind of have a the ebb and flow of the year, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think it's it, it's great to think the more and more we kind of understand how the church calendar works and how it's designed, like with purpose and for us, like for yeah. to to like help us live. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think I I think it's cool and um 
there's there's sometimes in the year where there's just like a lot of like really big feast days next yeah. to each other and yeah. so kind of noticing that over the time and i was like oh this is like this is a really fun week because yeah. it's a bunch of you know it's like yeah. oh we gotta um get a get a bunch of just like really big feast days kind of within yeah. like yeah. the two three week span sure. um yeah. so it's like oh this is a yeah. like a fun time like this week we have saint monica i think tomorrow and saint augustine the next day i think yeah 27th um, and 28th i believe I'm not sure. Yeah. So there, there's like days like that where, you know, if you're partial to a per- particular saint mm-hmm. or, or a couple of them, sometimes they're clustered together. Or, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we've we've covered feast. We've yeah. covered so, uh, we've covered m- memorial, optional memorial, ferial day. What else is yeah. there? So now we're going to uh, the uh, the the highest form. I g- I guess, as you were, um, which would be uh, so the solemnity. Bum, bum, bum. Solemnity, yes, that's yes, very exciting. Uh, and so, solemnity is that's that that's kind of that's kind of the, um, yeah, like the, the just the highest form of mass, right? Um, the highest level. So you know, if you're thinking about, yeah, kind of how uh, just in daily mass will be like ground level, just be kind of like mountain. Yeah. Mountain level, yes, mass, yes, and uh, you know this is the day that we serve donuts after mass. No, uh, <laughs> it's not. But that would be nice if we had, because a, ce- a solemnity is supposed to be a day that we as Catholics sort of celebrate. That's why Sundays are a, a day of rest and so forth. It's like a built-in solemnity every week. So um, there is sort of a hierarchy of solemnities, though. This it's kind of tricky. This is kind of in-depth stuff. But so you have like Sundays in ordinary time, but sometimes something would fall on a Sunday in ordinary time. Like for instance, um, we have the Feast of All Saints. I don't know when it falls this year. Is it on a Sunday? Maybe. So if that were sure. to fall on a Sunday, that would trump. Uh, the, I think even some feasts like this. Uh, I think, I could be wrong, but I think the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross, which is September 14th coming up, uh, if that were to fall on a, a Sunday, I think that trumps. Um, so there's certain things. So a solemnity, uh, Sunday of ordinary time is kind of like low solemnity. Then you have um, things like Easter and Christmas and um, uh, the Annunciation. And so these are like big days where... Uh, it's kind of like a higher level thing, even though it's going to look the same, but it's just, it's kind of like celebrated in a, in a greater way. So the music and the, you might, for instance, if you were at the cathedral or if we were really rich or something, we might bring in like a brass band or something to kind of accentuate the, the mass that day. Or we might try to, we might try to um, have incense or uh, more servers or something like that to kind of accentuate like we're really celebrating today. And we might have donuts after mass, or we might have beef beef jerky, or I don't know, whatever whatever they do around here. I haven't seen that <laughs> stuff after mass yet. So, um, but it's good to celebrate and to take that out of so to celebrate the mass well, and then kind of have the day kind of be focused on that too. Like, what am I going to do today? Is a solemnity, so I'm going to have a pa- pancakes or something for breakfast, or I'm going to have bacon or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. try to. We've kind of lost that texture a little bit in our outside of mass like we some people are a lot tuned to that in the mass but then it should be something that kind of plays out in our life even outside of mass too and sometimes 
that's kind of like going to the next step. Like, okay, the church is celebrating. I am a Catholic. I'm going to celebrate with the church today. I'm going to do something in tune with it. Or just like the church asks us to fast on certain days, really there's only two in the United States that we're called to uh, fast and abstain together, and that's, um, do you know? There's Good Friday. Uh, Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Very good. Daniel, you're doing bad in 100% today. This is great. great. So those are the the days that we're we're invited. Every Friday we're actually invited to to fast from meat or do something, um, some kind of reparation. Um, But especially on those two days, fasting abstinence, it's a it's a way we enter into that celebration of those days, um, which are more solemn, more penitential, and so forth. So, it's good for us to have sort of that texture in our lives. But sometimes there's that disconnect where the church is doing one thing and we're doing a totally different thing. Like, oh, it's Ash Wednesday. I'm really hungry. I'm going to have a big steak. You know, and we like that's not appropriate for us as Catholics. But sometimes we haven't been schooled in that. We don't understand that. And so, it's one of those things again. Church isn't just for the inside the building; it's to flow out into our lives. So I would say that's an, another aspect of the liturgy is not just. And you kind of alluded to that, like how do we live the liturgy in a sense? And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's that's a great thing to kind of try to help us enter into that. So yeah, and I I like how you brought up um, how this is kind of similar to like the the days of fasting because kind of like how on the days of fasting, like the church is like, hey, like we as a church are going to be abstaining from something on like solemnities and feast days. They're like, it's like, that's the same way how the, the church is like, hey, we want, we are celebrating today. Today is yeah. a day of celebration. So, right. you know, I think a lot of the times when we kind of just get into like the routine of Catholicism, we're just like, oh, it's just these rules. And, you know, like, oh, the church tells us we have to fast today. So we're fasting today. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, today is the day where the church tells us we have to celebrate, so we have to celebrate today. Right. Like, they're kind of like, and there's, yeah, there's only two days of fasting, but there's, I don't know, 60, <laughs> probably almost 60 days of feasting, of like feasting, yeah. Pro- yeah. probably more than that there's if you add, add, add in the feast days, but yeah. just like, just yeah. Sunday masses and the other solemnities. Yeah. It's like almost 60 days. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I was like, you know, there's like a little mindset, I think mindset shift, mm-hmm. like for us as a church, to be like, oh, like we are actually supposed to be like feasting and celebrating more than we're supposed to be right. like what more than the church, you know, tells us to fast. And right. so that's just, yeah. I don't know, like a little. And, and it's interesting because these are things you can do even during this COVID thing when you're staying yeah. at home or you're, it's a way that you can live the church. If you're not comfortable coming to mass, or you're not able to come to mass right now, or even if you're homebound at some point in your life, although there's exemptions for those who are older from fasting and that sort of stuff, even from abstinence from, for meat. So when we say abstinence, we're talking about meat. Fasting is like not eating as much or eating like two small meals or something like that, you know. Um, but this is something you can do always. Like you don't have to, um, you don't have to come to church to do these things, right? So it's to to kind of get in that mindset again. It's like, oh, there's there's a there's an ebb and flow even in the week of certain days that we fast or that we abstain or there's certain days that we um, we celebrate. So. Yeah, it's good to uh, encourage, encourage us as Catholics to kind of be pay attention to that and try to live that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, are all solemnities holy days of obligation? Uh huh. They are not. Yeah, there's some that aren't. So, uh, March 25th 
is the Annunciation. Mm-hmm. That's not a holy day for us. It's a it's a solemnity. It's a good day to, to go to church if you can, um, but it's not a, a holy day. So in our nation, I think there are six. I want to say there are six. And this is set by the bishops' conferences. So different countries have different things. Some have more, some have less. So let's see if we can think of ours. So we just had the Assumption, which this year wasn't a holy day of obligation because it was fell it on a Saturday. Saturday. So in our in our bishops' conferences, they kind of have these little subtle rules, like, you know, if it falls on a Monday or a Saturday, because you were just at church, you don't. It's not a holy day of obligation. It's still a holy day, but it's not a holy day of obligation. So you're not obliged to go. Although right now, because the obligation is lifted anyway, that's kind of a moot point. So yeah. Um, so we have the Assumption, Mary, Mother of the uh, of God, which is January first. Mm-hmm. Assumption is August fifteenth, by the way. Um, All Saints, which is November first. Yep. Um, what else have we got? Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yep. December twenty fifth. Kind of one of those things like, you, you're so big you don't even think about it. like, um, and actually, funny story. Let's remember we're on three. Mm-hmm. Got three somewhere. Um, the Triduum, the Sacred Triduum. So you have Good Thursday, or Holy Thursday, Good Friday, um, Holy Saturday. These days are not holy days of obligation because the church just assumed that everybody would be going to those celebrations. So it's, it's not it's not on the, I mean, they could be made whole, uh, obli- obligatory, but the idea is like, these are so sacred and so holy that why wouldn't you be there? Why Unless you have a really good reason, like you should be there. So um, I always encourage, like when that time comes around, especially if we're no longer in COVID, I'm going to be like, people, you got to come to the Triduum. You just... Make an effort to to be there um, as much as you can. I know sometimes it just doesn't work out, but um, uh, so we got three. What are we? What are we missing? It's easier maybe if we just started. So we have. Um, oh, immaculate conception. We talked about early. Immaculate conception. Yep, yeah. that's December eighth. Yep. Um, we're missing one. And there's uh, Saint Joseph. That's a solemnity, but but, it's but n- not, not a holy day. Not a holy day. Obligation. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, uh, March nineteenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're missing one. Uh, there's December eighth, January first. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that'll be the, the little trivia. Somebody can come and tell us you forgot this date, the the one that we're missing. I think there are six, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything. Yeah, we did all we did all saints. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's one of those ones that's. Like tricky. It's probably not that important. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that big of a solemnity. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's. Oh, uh, I guess one thing that I have I have an idea of, hmm. which is <laughs> that's probably a bad way to preface it. But basically, I have a, a question slash thought because there's some things that are whether they're feasts or different solemnities or memorials but they have um like a some sort of like tradition behind it mm. whereas like uh like uh the feast of saint blaze sure. or i guess memorial of saint blaze whatever it would be they would yeah. do like the blessing of throats right yeah. yeah or um like corpus christi mm-hmm. right um they'll do like there's certain feasts or memorials or some of these that they'll have some sort of is is corpus christi the one no it's ascension though which is right around then okay yeah i think ascension although Ascension gets moved to Sunday in a lot of dioceses, so, but I think that might be one of the ones. Okay. Well, anyway. 
but like for Corpus Christi, like a lot of people will do, do procession, do yeah. processions or different things, things like that. So if you can yeah, comment so, a little so, bit on that. Yeah. So the piety of the church, I mean, just like the practices that have kind of grew up, like, I, I don't know when the, the first Corpus Christi procession happened other than when the miracle happened, which is why they have the feast. The guy ran from, from Balsano to Orvieto. That's where the Holy Father was living at the time was the summer. So he'd go up and live in the mountains in Italy. So he was on his way to Rome, and he stopped in Balsano, had Mass, and then this Eucharistic miracle happened. And so he ran to Bal, uh, to Orvieto to tell the Holy Father. So they do a procession, not from one to the other, but they do a procession in each of those towns to commemorate that. Um, and that's kind of how that tradition started. Um, so these these little things that kind of grow, the blessing of the throats, uh, with candles, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, why do, why, everybody comes up and they kind of like it, but it's kind of like weird when you think about it. Like, yeah. you're going to put two candles around by your neck and, and say a prayer. Um, so I don't know where, the, I'd have to do some research where the candles got in there, but, um, but yeah, there's these little traditions that grow. Um, St. Joseph, people make these like, I don't know if you ever had, it's like a donut, basically, a big fudge, there's like okay, no. cream thing and i don't know what it's called but um or um saint nicholas people put their shoes out or even yeah there's tons mm-hmm. of these little things and um all of them kind of stem from some of them are like liturgical and then some of them are more like um cultural if that yeah makes yep. sense and some cultures will do them a little bit different so um but yeah it's it's uh it is interesting how those things develop some of them um like a procession or um, praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet for Divine Mercy and kind of having some prayers and things like that, adoration. Um, those are th- things that are still developing because those are newer feasts. But um, it's basically the idea is the church wants to foster vo- uh, this devotion to this feast day or the saint or this this celebration. And so giving, giving ways to do that, kind of like we have... In our secular holidays, we have parades, we have fireworks. It's like we do these things because it helps us kind of express our celebration. So sometimes liturgically the church does that or has ways of doing that to kind of help people enter into the celebration, um, and other times not. So um, it is interesting how that develops. Like Our Lady of Guadalupe, you know, people wear different things and they they'll eat different foods and. You know, it's it's uh it's fascinating. Yeah. How all these things develop. Or even I'm um, just thinking of um, uh, All Souls Day, mm. like down in Mexico City. Yeah. Um, or I guess maybe not Mexico City specifically, but down in like um, like Mexico or like South America, Latin America. Um, like they'll have a huge kind of like it, and maybe it's more secularized now. It is. But yeah. but like, kind of how that stemmed from like kind of more of like a religious celebration, like mm-hmm. celebrating yeah. that. And then, you know, the as kind yeah. of cultures change and yeah. adapt and become more secularized, I guess like yeah. it's kind of become what it is. But yeah. And actually that's, that brings up a whole, maybe not a discussion for today, but have you heard of syncretism? No, I have not. So syncretism is this idea where something is religious, but then it kind of just becomes cultural. And then you start to mix different, things like um so that i don't know if you're referring to this when you're talking about mexico but they have like the day of the dead yeah but yep. it, but it's they also have like this saint 
death or something like that. So I don't I haven't studied a lot, okay. but okay. it's kind of become like this is no longer a Catholic thing. Like it's kind of been covered over with some other things. So it's interesting. Um, and uh, sanitaria, or I forget what the term is. There's like all these different sort of things that are like spiritual, but they're not really they're not really Catholic things. So sometimes these things kind of get mixed in with Catholicism, especially in places where there isn't a lot of education or a lot of um, strong leadership and guidance. And so sometimes you have to kind of say, well, I'm glad you're celebrating, but let's let's purify that a little bit. And, and so sometimes the church has to kind of step in. But yeah, it is interesting how all these cultural things develop and can feed into our, our Catholic piety. So, yeah. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for for uh you know teaching us and <laughs> yeah. giving a sharing with us your wisdom and knowledge sure. about uh, the liturgy and the liturgical calendar and now uh the difference between uh difference between liturgies yeah. and uh the next time that we're all at mass we can yeah you know dissect what's going on yeah and somebody can tell us which feast days we missed and which holy days of obligation we missed and so forth yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Well, thank you uh, so much, Father Eli, and thank you everyone for listening back home, and we will talk to you next week.